The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to Make It So, episode number 24. This week we are going to be discussing the best episode of Star Trek Next Generation Season 3. I'm Mike Dawson. And I'm Richard Smith. And welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Star Trek Season 3 Next Gen. I personally think the best season. Looking back over that list of episodes, you might be right. It's a fairly flawless season. There are a couple of duff episodes here and there. But this yeah. is when, well, a couple of things, we should do a season overview, really, shouldn't we? A couple of things happened in this season that changed the face of Next Gen. Um, well, changed the look of Next Gen, I should say. We got rid of those fucking uniforms, for starters. Oh, we got collars, didn't we? We got collars, and we got less, more suit-like uniform, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we got rid of Pulaski and we got Crusher back. We got rid of Pulaski and we got Crusher back. Always welcome. Yeah. Um, And uh, that was about it, really. That was the only thing that changed. That's a bit of an anticlimax. That was, actually. I think you built that up a bit. I did. Mainly Uh, the uniforms. The look of it did, did change phenomenally. It grew up. It grew up. And I think this is really when Next Gen started to get good for the, for the reason that, it took them two years to sort of get into their characters, I think, get into the flow of it again. I don't think it was any of the others had as much trouble in sort of... They, I think they all have trouble. Each Star Trek sort of has trouble in the first two seasons and then starts to sort of get better in season three, season four. Which must be down to the people who make it rather than the people who are in it then. I think it's kind of a bit of both. I think it's down to the people who are in it. I think it's down to the actors. In I mean, almost every television series um, takes a bit of time for the, the actors to get used to who they're playing. And then, you know, they, or you can see over time they become far more comfortable with the roles. The more you play it, the more you get used to the character and everything. And you start, start to feel like you can't distinguish between the actors anymore mm. the actor and the characters that they're, they're playing yeah. and I think yeah this is when they sort of sort of got onto that and it, you can tell by the quality because every next gen season you can kind of break it up into what you're going to get in terms of your episodes and if you think you've got 26 episodes in a season and one of them is going to be the concluding part of last season's two-parter 
One of them is going to be a the uh, the two-parter at the end, the first part of the two-parter at the end. You're going to get the obligatory two-parter in the middle at some point, so that's four episodes right there. You're going to get the Riker shag someone who shouldn't episode. You're going to yeah. get the Picard has a moral dilemma episode. You're going to have the Data wants to be human episode. You're going to get the Troy has a headache episode. You're going to get the... Um, uh, Wes- Wesley uh, solves the problem episode. An engineering emergency episode. Geordie doesn't get laid episode. Yeah. Uh, the Q episode. The Luaxana Troy episode. Um, possibly a-, a wharf has trouble with the Klingons episode. And, you know, before you know it, 15 of your 26 episodes are already taken up by the obligatory episode tax they have to do these at least once a season these episodes must be in there how did we ever fucking put up with this show i <laughs> know but that it's is, just- why what the wrong because i've got them all and you're right essentially every season every season is a rehash of every episode that's gone before it, it, of why, sorts. Is it why is it any good because it's wicked i don't it makes no sense it doesn't f- go on paper but of those rehashes this is when they sort of, I mean, like, for example, we just looked through the list a minute ago, but the Q episode and the Loax and Troy episode in this season, I think, are the best Q they episode are good ones. and the best Loax and Troy episode. I'd be hard pushed to pick my favourite Q episode, actually. Deja Q. It's, it's always been. Really? It's the funniest one. I do it's like. hilarious. I do like the Robin Hood one, but I can understand it's just a bit too silly. Yeah. It's just a little bit too far the over bit, that the only, the We bit didn't when, need Patrick Stewart in tights. I, I did need to see Worf break Geordie Zamberlin, though. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was that was a very good scene. It was quite fantastic. Um, apologies also, before we get going, uh, for the sound quality for the past two weeks. Hopefully this has been improved this I'm a week. bit paranoid about it now. Yeah, a bit paranoid about it. Um, but uh, Hopefully one day we'll have some more money and we can get you a computer. Yes. The ghosts in the machine, as they were, yeah. fucked with my voice last week. Probably so, my fault, though, to be fair. Sorry. Should we get started, then? Let's get started. Let's let's dive into it. See, I think I got louder then. Ah, well, never mind. We'll sort something out. Okay, so... Evolution. Evolution. Dr. Kelso. Dr. Kelso turns up. What happens? Wesley, Wesley loses some fucking nanites. That's what happened. Didn't he build them? No, he loses them. Right. They're already our nanites. Right, okay. And he has some. He has two of them. And he's breeding them or something. Hmm. And genetically modifying them. Or the nanite equivalent, because they're not genetically anything. And they breed and they become intelligent and they take over the Enterprise bit by bit. Dr. Kelso's on board for one reason or another. Uh, he's a scientist expert. Yeah. Studying and exploding. We stuff. like him and then we don't like him and then we like him again. It's the uh, the yo-yo effect of your uh, of your characters in next gen. It's, it's one of the ones where we're not in any direct danger as such, but we're right next to this thing that's gonna blow up in an hour and we can't drive away. Yeah. Episodes because this thing's happening. Yeah. And what he does is he kills a load of nanites and they try and kill him. That's right. That's and then Data like talks him. to the nanites, walks with the nanites. Walks with the nanites. Um, <laughs> and the Messiah, the Messiah. It was a Doctor Doolittle joke. Yeah. Never mind. Um, okay. And they, they say, Oi, nanites, pack it in. Sorry, but pack it in. Mm. And the nanites go, all right. 
can we go somewhere nice? And they go, yeah, we'll take you somewhere nice. A couple of little things here, then. Right, first of all, if data is supposed to be in the 24th century, the the smartest in artificial life personalities, yeah? Yeah. Then how come these nanites have got so much smart? How can you can be? How come you can negotiate with these teeny little robots? They're very clever nanites. Yeah, they're being near Wesley. Wesley's so clever that his intelligence radiates out into those around him. The white they, hole of intelligence. Yes, he's a white hole of like Orlando Bloom. Like Orlando Bloom of talent. Yes, Wesley is a white hole of in- intelligence. Intelligence spewing, spewing intelligence back into yes, the universe. Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Right. Okay. Um, I think we're done with that one. Uh, what have we got next? So I move. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. I was sorry. There's just some trivia there, and it, it mentions uh, dun, dun, the, dun, dun, the uniform. Sorry. So uh, the next episode. Come on, bloody NTL. The ensigns of what is that? Ensigns of command. Ensigns of, of command. command. Data is sent to help a human colony evacuate when the original inhabitants return and threaten the colonists with annihilation. Fantastic if they do not leave within episode. four days. This is a very, very good episode. The Shelliac. The Shelliac are coming. The Shelliac are non-humanoid. You live here, yes, non-humanoid. Mm. Not possible to negotiate with them. They're not interested. They're just going to kill everyone on the planet if they don't go with data. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go, clearly. Mm-hmm. Data um, gets off of somebody. and uh, As you do. As you do. Uh, this, I actually have a vivid thing about this one. Because um, when I was younger, and I used to record Star Trek off BBC Two and, uh, and collect them on long tapes on LP and yeah. eight episodes on a tape, and I used to watch them back over and over and over again. Um, I'm always glad that I know you. Because I'm not the only one anymore. Yeah. Um, well, when I when I used to do that, I uh, I, re- I remember there was a, one of the things I used to like to do was to get up on a Saturday morning, and I was quite young, um, quite early, before my parents, before my brother had gotten up, and to actually put on Star Trek and watch Star Trek in the dark in the early hours of Saturday morning. Um, and frequently I would fall asleep. And I do remember, um, once falling asleep while watching that episode and dreaming that I was in that episode. You know, when you can, you, That's you, amazing. you start hearing things in yeah. your sleep and it influences your dreams. And then I dreamt that I copped off with that girl and I was a bit upset when I didn't and I woke up. Um, I and- dreamt that I joined Starfleet the other night. Did you? Yeah. But in the dream, it was just like the TAs and I didn't like it. Yeah. Very strange, but yeah, I actually dreamt that. Bizarre. I've just been watching too much Star Trek of late. Maybe. In many ways, deciding to do this show has had a a strange impact on my life, it's fair (laughs) to say. I didn't watch this much Star Trek a year ago. No, I certainly didn't either. Um, Right, so, yeah, no, but more for this episode. Um, It's about what's going on on the ship, which I like. It's not really what's going on on the colony with data below, although um, his final solution to the problem is, shall we say, Dramatic. And dramatic. Unique. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over your word. No, it's fine. Um, I got it, excited. Which, which is really good. And um, But but it's all about Picard's banter with the Shelley at Campton. And when he... Uh, I can't remember what he does to elbow lock him into giving him some more time. But um, but when he does, oh, it's then, all about the laws and yeah, stuff that's like it. That. Yeah, the rules of the treaty, subsection four, paragraph six, 
line number seven and he manages to nail him, doesn't he? On, yeah. and, Says, and then, this rule set, I can tell you to bollocks, matey. <laughs> yes. And stuff like that. And then when he's hailing him back and he doesn't answer and he wanders across the bridge and then wipes the dust off the Enterprise emblem. Of course! It's fantastic. And Riker's just like, you enjoyed that. Yeah, a little bit too much, number one. <laughs> just, like, it's awesome. Remember Brilliant. that for the one-liners episode. Yeah. So, the next one. Here we go. You're damned right I did. That's what he said. The survivors. The Enterprise investigates a planet where an entire... An in, that's It says where an entirely con- colony has been eradicated, except for two elderly residents and their home, which has been left in perfect condition. Ah, another excellent episode. I've seen these guys crop up in Quantum Leap, actually. Well, the couple. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The old lady is, is certainly... Um... I remember her being... And the old guy in the episode where he's an old cowboy. Hmm. believe season three. Hmm. Or something like that. 80s television actors. Though. I need to get number four of that. If anyone's got a season four of Quantum Leap, they want to send. Or is it season five? No, there were only four, weren't they? That's no. another show. Anyway, this is the one where they find a planet. Everyone's dead. Everything is gone except for one house, its front yard and the two old people who live there, mm. who don't seem to think that anything particularly weird is going on. It's good. There's a couple of good twists in this one. Like, firstly, the alien, the the husband turning out to be an alien. That's ruined the end. That doesn't matter. Everyone's seen these before. Okay. He's just reminding people. And the... Um, <laughs> Come on. Right, hands up. Who hasn't seen this? Um, I'd love to know when we say things like that, how many people actually, actually do it. They are sat at home on their own. and me. Oh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> we um, should have a webcam link up so we can see people as we do this. We should. That's a terrible idea. That's an awful on. idea. Um, the, um, yeah, the, the fact that yeah, he's an alien and then what he's actually done. I mean, it's quite a complex idea, the fact that he wouldn't fight them while... They were attacking the colony. Yeah. He wouldn't go to fight. But as soon as his wife died, the wife's actually dead as well. Then he loses it. And then he loses it and he destroys not just just one of them, not just a hundred, not a thousand, but all of them. He eradicated an entire people. He's like like a Q kind of being, isn't he? Like Hayden Christensen in episode two. Yeah. Kind of like the black hole of 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 life. species. Yeah. Black and, holes, really. And again, that was just are. one of those, another, like an omnipotent alien that just never turns up again. Um, They've got bigger fish to fry than the Enterprise. Yeah, they do. If you're omnipotent, do you really care what Picard's doing? Not really. Unless it's presented Unless to you cute. in a, a nice, neat little 44-minute episode weekly. Of course. Then I, then I care very much what he's up to. But Next. Next. Here we go. Who watches the watches? An away team inadvertently breaks the prime directive. Yeah. Inadvertently. And reveals themselves to a primitive culture on Mintaka 3, leading the inhabitants to believe that Captain Picard is a god. That's not far wrong, actually. Mm. Captain Picard is a god. (laughs) He is. Or um, hail the Picard. Or hail the Picard. Um, Yeah, I, I love his speech in this episode when they bring one of the, the women aboard the Enterprise. Mm, and, and he shows them death on the, in sickbay. He shows them death in sickbay. It's when he's showing them, uh, showing her that her planet out of the observation lounge window mm. and having the talk about someone builds a better bow. Yeah, yeah. That's wicked. 
We've just been around longer than you have. It's okay. We're not God. And the uh, the doors, even the doors worship you here, and, <laughs> and things like that. That's that a really good episode. Another really good episode. Um, the uh, and the, the last bit with the bow and arrow, and the and the father, the father who's going to prove that Picard is a god by shooting him. That was really good. Um, and it's. Yes, of course that happens. It's just a really... Oh, they're so good this season. I want to buy the season right now. Buy the season then. I will. Um, uh, the next episode, The Bonding. I didn't watch this one again, like I said. It caught me... It's, it's one of the human interest ones, as mm-hmm. I like to call them. Yeah. They're, they're emotionally heartstring pulling, and I can't always be doing with them. Yeah. Even when they're bad, they're still good. This is someone got the, said to us in an email. Is this the one with the kid... Uh, the kid whose mum's died. And the kid out of Robocop 2. Is it the kid out of Robocop 2? I've Robo- still not seen Robocop 2. Have you not? Just the first one for a movie you should see. Uh, I still enjoy it, though. Robocop 2 is actually all right. It gets a lot of bad press, but it is, it's all right. It's not Every- as bad as that Robocop 3, though. No, I'm Fuck sure that me, that's one of the worst sequels of all time. Um... Yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's got a dark opening scene, and it's uh, it's it's pretty good though. Archaeologists getting killed. You watch an episode of Time Team, and you think, "How do any of you ever die?" Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we had an email from an archaeologist actually. Did we? I don't know if it was for this show or movies you should see now. I said it, but yeah, I feel I feel quite special to know we're being listened to people who are doing PhDs. Mm. Is there a way time? It is booby trap. I love this episode. I think this episode's fantastic. Um, well, while investigating in uh, an ancient ship left adrift in space, the Enterprise accidentally trips the ancient booby trap that disabled the old vessel over 1,000 years ago. Geordie gets it on with a hologram. This is actually a decent... Oh, is this the... Uh, the what's engineer, the name? Yeah. Uh, thingy, midge. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Dr. L- Leah Brahms. Leah Brahms. That was it. it. It was the L. Leah Brahms. It always sounds like she should be a composer. Um, but well, yeah, this is even, this is how good season three is. It's even a decent Geordie episode. He, he gets his end away with a hologram. Yeah. Riker's probably been setting him up with that for a while. Mm. But yeah, that also had a, it's, um, it's when they're on the alien ship and the fact, it was just the idea of the alien ship being that old and, it's kind of like it was quite creepy mm. and the way they get out of it at the end is awesome and yeah it's good it's good yeah what came next Let's what see. came next what happened next it could Star be anything Trek season three and the enemy a blind Geordie is trapped on a hazardous planet with a paranoid and severely injured Romulan I think in orbit a Romulan warbird prevents the Enterprise from attempting a rescue mission I think I mentioned this to you before, but I used to have the nit. I still do have somewhere back home the Nitpicker's Guide to Next Gen. Yes, I and, remember that book. Yeah, and this is the only one that he couldn't find any problems with. Really, it's the only one. I have all of the episodes of Next Generation. That was the one. Your microphone's slipping down just a little bit. I think. Right. Okay. This will mention the microphone you're using. I think. Yeah, at it's the end duct taped to the. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Oh well. So that's a good one. I remember the conversation between Rom- uh, the Romulan and Jody about how if he was born a Romulan, Jody would have just been killed, killed at birth again, and being yeah. blind. There Wesley, are no blind Wesley Romulans. saves the day. And we first get introduced to Tomalock in that one as well with the... Um, oh, really? Yeah. 
I always liked Tomalock. I thought he was a good little Romulan. He should have been in more. He should have been in more, exactly. Uh, The Price, the Enterprise hosts the negotiations for the rights to a newly discovered wormhole uh, to the Gamma Quadrant. One of the negotiators, uh, I can't Uh, pronounce that name. First, uh, first stumble. It's, yeah, this is not a good episode. It's a Troy Gets Laid episode. Yeah. And they're always so fucking wet. Yeah, although it's got the it's only the best bit in it is when the two Ferengis are in the shuttle and they're out in the, in well, the quadrant le- and they refuse to go back when Geordi and Data are leaving. It's like, no, we haven't had finished our scientific research. And then the wormhole goes. And goes away and they're in the Delta in the, Quadrant. The Delta Quadrant where we meet them again later in Voyager. Yes. I love stuff like that. Mm. I love stuff like that. Yeah. That's why I like the Borg episode of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It really worked that way. That one. was the best episode of Enterprise, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Mm. I agree with you. Uh, what was the next episode of season three, though? Well, that last one as well, that had the deed of uh, Police Academy 5 and 6, the one who replaced Steve Guttenberg. Hmm. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Yes, of course. Now I know who you mean. Yeah, he was the the captain's cousin or something like that. That was what... I don't know. By the time we were on to Police Academy 5, it was all downhill. It was all downhill. Was that the Miami Beach one or was that... Yeah, that was the Miami Beach one. What was 4? 4 was Citizens on Patrol. Ah. What bothers me is I have seen them all. I I actually think... I don't think I've seen two. I've seen one... Three, four, five, six. I haven't seen seven. No. Um, and I've never watched the series. But um, There was a cartoon that used to be on on Saturday morning. There was a cartoon as well. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah, there was a cartoon. Why do people love this so much? I don't know. The Vengeance Factor. The Enterprise crew ten- uh, tries to mend the relationship between a race known as the Akmarians and a faction known as the Gatherers. Is this the one with the guy with three people who speak to him? You're just no. looking at me as if I've shut the That was in carpet. season two. Okay. I don't remember this. I don't remember this I must this have at all. seen this. I've seen all of them. So, Say that again. So what does he do? The Enterprise crew yeah. tries to mend the relationship between a race known as the Akmarians. Akamarians. This is the one with the woman the in... The, the waitress, who's the assassin, who Riker falls for. It's a Riker cops off with a girl episode. A girl turns out to be an assassin. Riker has to vaporise the girl. That happens so often. I know. It's one of those ones. It's a classic love story. It, you, you know, you must know. You must remember the one. No. They're in 10 forward at the end, and she's trying to poison the, the leader of the opposite cell. And I'm going to have to go back and watch this and one. Right, and Riker home. kills her. And it's, that's actually quite good. It's not bad. Lousy costumes. It makes it look like the the one of the factions look like a grunge band. All right. One of those ones. Ah, oh, that one. Yeah. Now you know. Now I know is. which one you mean. And yeah, it's all right. Mm. It's all right. Fair. Fair. As it says on on TV dot com. Fair. It's not. Did, it's it's not I the best one. Them. It's a, it's no. not a stumble either. It's all right. Brief pause while we wait for the next episode to load. The defector. Brilliant. A defecting Romulan warns the Federation about an impending attack by the Romulans who are secretly establishing bases within the neutral zone. This is a cracking episode. One of my favourites, this one. Of all of them. Yeah. One of my favourites. And the one where we see a Romulan ship other than a Romulan warbird. Yeah. Uh, The Romulan scout. Not only is this brilliant for... I mean, if you you must have seen this. 
Hands, hands up if you haven't seen this. You, you, it's just fantastic. If you haven't seen this, go back and watch this right now. It is one of the finest hours in Star Trek history. Out of every episode of Star Trek ever made, this is one of the best ones. And I might be overstating the matter somewhat it's here. It's very good. I, I think don't know it's how much I fantastic. <laughs> it's brilliant because the character is, is instantly likable. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. and yet you're also questioning his um, his loyalty. There's a fantastic twist at the end, and it has a brilliant Picard's got a, a trick up his sleeve standoff with Tomalock again at the end. Picard but, always has a trick up his but sleeve, but it's the, one of the best ones, man. It's when the birds of prey. It, oh, it's just fantastic. It's on a spring, so at the right moment he can go ping, and it bounces out. There's my my trick. Yeah. No, I, lo- I love the Defector. I think the Defector's fantastic. The Hunted, a planet planning to join the Federation, enlist the help of the Enterprise to track down a wanted criminal who has a reputation for excessive violence. However, the fugitive's action may may not be of his own will. Fair. Fair episode. Fair episode. I like it when he, he avoids being beamed away from the Enterprise by straining himself and going a bit red. He's eluded us. He eluded is. the Enterprise? Very cleverly done. Mm. Actually, it's a nice little game of cat and mouse they play for a little while. I yeah. quite like it. And again, James Cromwell is in it. So what? how bad can it be? No. He looks quite weird in it, though. He's got a very silly haircut. And a tash. And a very bad moustache. Mm. Very bad moustache. What is Jack's dad doing in that? Um, What's Jack's dad doing in 24? We've not heard from him for weeks. Yeah, I know. He's got to come back at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the high ground, Dr. Crusher is abducted by a group of terrorists while delivering crucial medical supplies to a planet ravaged by civil war. Banned in the UK. Banned in the UK. Well, not banned in the UK, banned, just not, not shown on BBC Two ever. No. I remember my mate recording it off Sky One and lending it to me. Um, I thought time. you had free Sky One in I did Kings. until I moved house. Ah, fair enough. Um because I moved house from Milton Keynes to an area just outside, well, not an area just outside, no one cares. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's a good little, it's a wicked episode, actually. The uh, the teleportation that they were using is fantastic. Oh, the effect. one that kills them a little bit more every time they use it. But it's ever so quick. Yeah. Now, this, why was it banned? It was for not the IRA, IRA connotations. Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't like them banning Star Trek. Why do you have to ban Star Trek? Why do you have to ban Star Trek? I mean, come on. What's wrong with Star Trek? It's in a veil. It's in a metaphor. It's, you know. Um, Yeah, it's all about, yeah. That's the point of Star Trek, actually. Yeah. That's how good the BBC are. Mm. Everyone who lives abroad and looks at the BBC and goes, it's amazing they have this state-funded television thing with such a reputation. I hate it. Mm. They're rubbish. They are. Uh, it's still not loaded the next page, you know. Goodness. We need to reinstall this operating system. I'm telling you. Deja Q. Yeah, best Q episode ever for me. In the midst of a crisis involving preventing an asteroid moon from colliding with a populated planet, the Kalmarian uh, starts attacking the Enterprise while seeking revenge on a powerless Q who has requested sanctuary. Basically, Q appears naked as the day was born and powerless on the bridge of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And he's human. What's the ranking word again? Ow. Ow. Ow! Oh, my back. Brilliant. It, yeah, it's very good, isn't it, actually, now Too I think about bad. it. What yeah. was that? That's the speech in the turbo lift, and then Worf turns around and says, Too bad, at the end. 
Is that your Michael Dorn impression? Yeah. I've never heard that before. No, it's fairly similar to my George Takei impression, actually. Dude, George Takei. Target that explosion and fire. Yeah. What was that? That was George Takei. Let's go on to the next episode, shall we? Go on to the next yeah. episode. Nah, it's yes. not really. A matter of perspective. Hello. Riker is accused of murder. He's been nobbing again. <laughs> yeah. He's accused of murder when a scientist is killed in an explosion. It's also a fairly good episode, this one. Picard um, must recreate the events in the holodeck to prove his commander's innocence. Forgot all about that episode. Yeah, this is where they create something. I have issues with this episode. The reason why they prove Riker's innocence is because what causes the explosion on the planet begins to happen on board the Enterprise. Mm. Because while recreating on the holodeck, they recreate the device which inadvertently exploded. Are you with me? Mm. Now, at the end of that episode, they say, why did that happen here? The holodeck has safety guards on it to not make anything anything Mm. nasty and Jody goes well it didn't make anything nasty it just made a collection of metal and circuits now forgive me if I'm wrong but aren't there many other devices which are deadly that could just be described as metal and circuits and that sort of thing (laughs) I mean what's a bomb and uh, or a a nuclear or or a gun Mm. and stuff like that I felt that sort of nearly breached the uh, holodeck safety rule protocol mm. thing a little bit. Well, they do that a fair few times, so... They do it too much. They do it far too much. The safety protocols malfunction to the point where you think, what is the fucking point? Yeah. There's no point to them. The amount of people who've died on holodecks or holodeck-related injuries... Yeah. If that many people died from watching a TV show, TV would be banned. It's very true. If you could die playing Xbox that easily... Mm. Just because the software went wrong. Yeah. In fact, there'd be so many Windows users just wiped out overnight. But John, when the Pirates of the Caribbean break down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. Blue yeah. Screen of Death actually meant that. Mm. You're going to die now. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, it broke that. and I. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. But it was another Riker's been nobbing someone he shouldn't have. Do you know what I like and what this isn't? is the I, I feel that the best episodes are ones where the ending is not a foregone conclusion. Mm. And that generally doesn't happen in episodes where someone is accused of murder or is on trial for something no, or something like that. And I, you just sit there a little bored mm. because, no, Will Riker didn't blow up the man and he's not going to go to prison. No. And all that sort of thing. And he's not even really going to be told off for nobbing someone he wasn't supposed to be nobbing. No, because then there's no point in Star Trek. No. So I I don't know how I feel about that sort of thing, which leads us on to one of my all-time favourites. Right. And as you said, one of your all-time favourites, Yesterday's Enterprise. Yes. Suddenly the Enterprise C appears Mm -hmm. and everything changes. Yeah. Except Guinan knows something isn't right. Yeah, which she kind of... You had to throw that in just because otherwise there wouldn't have been a story otherwise. It was either going to be Guinan or Data or one of the... Or Troy, maybe. Yeah, you're a Star Trek control subjects who can work out things are wrong when everyone else doesn't know. The um, important thing is what actually happens to the timeline. Yeah. Because this episode sets us up for many episodes that follow it as well. Yes. So the Enterprise-C travels through a time warp 
at the moment when it was About rescuing rescuing a Klingon vessel from the Romulans, mm-hmm. which ended the war uh, with the Klingons. With the destruction of the Enterprise. Yes. The travel How- through the time... Portal. Portal, which then means that they don't get destroyed, which means that they don't save, don't sacrifice themselves trying to save the Klingon ships. So the Klingon war never ends, and so we cut through to present day Enterprise, mm-hmm. where the Klingons are still at war with the Federation. And the Federation is losing. Yes, and everything's the, changed the lighting for a more serious mm-hmm. mood, and everyone has a sash. And everyone's collar is buttoned up. Yes, Top. and they, they, they're all armed. But most importantly, Tashiar is back at Tactical. Yes. Now then, this is where things get complicated because they have they realise they have to send the Enterprise-C back through. Interesting looking ship, isn't it? Like yeah. a baby version of the Enterprise-D with a woman captain. Yes, uh, Leslie Garrett. Far less uh, irritating than Janeway. Yes, far less. Um, isn't Leslie Garrett an opera singer? Yes, I always get that mixed up. It's something Garrett. Captain Garrett. Captain Garrett will do. Captain Garrett will do then. Um, yeah, and that was really that was really good because it's uh, the Enterprise C is always like one of those. It's it's just the one that got the least screen time. Really, B and C. You're kind of like you wanted to know more about them, and obviously we got a bit of Enterprise B in in Star Trek Generations. See, would it have killed them to make the next film about the B or the C? Well, the B would have been a bit shit because John Harriman isn't exactly the best captain in the world, is he, Alan Ruck? Well, we but don't know. We don't know. We never could got have to been. see him. We never got to see him. Well, I don't know, maybe, but I don't know whether or not anyone would go see a Star Trek film that was based around someone, a crew that didn't appear in any of the series. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's going to be Kirk and Spock, isn't it? Mm. So Tashi R goes back in time with the Enterprise C, thus appearing in the current timeline. Yes. Which is weird, and then has a daughter with a Romulan who becomes Romulan evil Tashi R. Yes. Fairly paradoxical, but um, but still very well executed and very well produced. I always love it when they change the sets a bit and make the, the lighting darker. Although it did just make you want to, want it to look like that all the time. It did. It was very cool, wasn't mm. it? Good battle at the end, and Riker gets stuff in his neck and dies. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the offspring, the next episode, Data becomes a fat, he builds another yeah. robot and calls a lal. Another and stumble. And Riker and it's yeah. a stumble. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, yeah. if, I if wonder you, what's going to happen to her at the end of the episode. Yeah, she lives, doesn't she? She stays around forever, yeah. only we never see her. Sins of the father. Ha, ha, ha. It's the first of the Worf-centric storyline. It is. Um, which, well, no, it's not. The Tony first would be the emissary. Okay, um, oh yeah, yeah. That's when right. uh, KLR turns up in... Yes, of course. ...in season two. That would be the first one. This is the follow-up to that. Obviously, her second appearance. No, she's not in this one. What am I on about? That's fourth season. Um, this would be when Worf's father and Juras finally uh, arrives. Juras... Kern being, comes back. Kern comes back as well. It's time to... Uh... What's happened? Yeah. Um, it's about his honour. They have to go and prove that he wasn't involved in the attack yeah. that he died at. And uh, Is this the one with the big bat left fight at the end? No, this is the one where everyone turns around and shuns him and he is dis... Uh, what do they say? Dishonoured. Uh, no, he's not dishonoured. He's something else. 
But he's basically, yeah, he's no longer a Klingon in the eyes of the people of the council or in Nasty. the Empire. And he's, uh, he's shoved out. But he has to do it politically because even though Duras is wrong, he has to do it for some reason. I can't remember why. For the but sake of the, the, the Empire. Empire. That's right. Everything's for the sake of the Empire. But it's very good. It's very good. It is. Uh, Allegiance Picard is secretly abducted and switched with an alien double. The crew's suspicions are raised when he starts exhibiting unusual behavior. Meanwhile, the real Picard must deal with three other prisoners in a series of bizarre tests. Another awesome episode, both because the stuff with Picard in the prison and the stuff with the replica Picard on the, the ship are both thoroughly entertaining. It's all about the replica Picard singing drinking songs in 10 forward with, it, with everyone. I do like that, but I do love Picard working out who the mole is in the prison. I think that was wicked. Of course, it's... Yeah, I won't, I won't say who it is, actually. Captain's Holiday. Vash, we meet Vash. Good. It's good. With the uh, Tox Utat. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, uh, the lots guys of, from the 28th century. Picard gets some in this. Yeah. Is it? It's not Riser, is it? Riser, yeah. It is Riser. Picard goes to Riser. Of course, and the uh, yeah. thingy I'm I, doing. I, I want a shag. Um, the, what's it damn well called? Um, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> oh, man. What is it? Fuck. Oh, that's terrible. Um, oh, man. Never mind. I, I got, it might be. It might be in the. the the trivia. It's, um, it's not. It's not. We, we'll never know. It's got yeah. The Klingon archaeologist and the well, the Klingon thief. Anyway, if um, anyone has an extra, that's got the wicked three when, box set disc three of this. I I need a copy. When um when uh what's his name the the Picard swaps the the phaser from his left to his right uh, to his right to his left hand and then knocks him out of his right. Oh yeah, that's a good little bit. I was. Yeah, and then the uh, the weird transporter code that explodes whatever it's beaming up. Yes. At the end. What's the point in having that? Tell me that. Well, I suppose for, for if you that need to blow the situation, you, know, you just... It would worry me. It would worry me if I knew that there was actually a setting in the transporter. You could have it could, on by accident. Yeah, this is the problem. I'd need to know who was doing it. You know, um, if Chief O'Brien was on, fair enough. Okay, I'll trust him to that. You know, but if it's one of his assistants... Fuck off. Yeah. I'm not being yeah. beamed up by you. You could have it on the blow me up settings. I mean, Fuck look that. at this computer tonight, right? Mm. As I change settings, mm. you've got your, your computer sound card. We've got the Firewire sound card. Mm -hmm. And then there's the modem thing that the, the thing recognizes. Mm -hmm. And I'm changing it from computer sound card to Firewire card. So I click the Firewire card thing on the pull down box and it goes back and it says dial up modem. And I have to go, no, no, no. You've misunderstood me. I said Firewire box and you heard dial-up modem and I have to go back on the list. Now imagine if that was the pull-down menu for normal beam-up <laughs> or explode beam-up and I clicked <laughs> normal beam-up but it's running on Microsoft Windows 4 million Yeah, and, and uh, it selects the wrong thing and I, I explode to, uh, somebody's head or something. Yeah, entire body. Dangerous things to have. Dangerous. That's why you need trained operators at all times. Like Chief O'Brien. Like the Chief. Stern, curly-haired Irishman. Yes. Tin Man. The Enterprise encounters a living ship in the neutral zone. As far as Deanna Troy has a headache episodes go... One of the better ones. One of the better ones. It does have the fantastic bit where the ships get flung around. Of course, yes, that's quite good. Uh, but otherwise, if I was picking one to watch, it wouldn't be this one. 
No, I don't know. I think the character is quite interesting. The guy, the Betazoid chap who comes on board, he's a bit of a, he's irritating, isn't he? And he's a, he's a he's a bit of a yes, bit of a con, uh, really. he's a bit he's a bit ooh, yeah, ooh, you know. comments on how Spartan dates rumors and yeah, you know, learn what the word Spartan means. Spartan, yeah, really, yeah. Ah, well done. Hollow Pursuits. This is the one where we first meet Reginald Barkley. Mm. Uh, and he has the Shagging Deanna Troy program. We actually see the Shagging Deanna Troy program. Yes. Uh, and obviously Beverly Crusher as well you can have. This gets mentioned in a later uh, episode of Deep Space Nine, this episode as well. Does it really? It's, it's an episode when Chief O'Brien is trying to cheer up Worf after Jadzi has bought it. And uh, he says, do you remember Barkley? And his, and his, his program with Geordie is the, one of the three musketeers. Really? A and a sword, and Worf's like, yes, I remember. Wow. Yeah. There's, oh. there's a few scenes when O'Brien and Worf are remembering days on the Enterprise. I can't wait for those now. Mm. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm about to start season four. Mm. Probably when I Way get the, home. We're the warrior. We're the warrior. One of my favorite episodes of DS9. The most toys, the crew is shattered by the apparent death of Data in a shuttle explosion, and they're prevented from carrying out a detailed investigation when Starfleet gives them orders to go somewhere else, probably. Aww. Okay, they think Data's dead. Mm. He's not really. Mm-hmm. Doesn't die till the end of Nemesis. Uh, he's being kidnapped by the guy who nearly married Daphne in Frasier. And the guy who snorts coke and was making coming home in a body bag in um, True Romance. Ah, oh, yeah. And he collects things that he's not supposed to have, the last of that thing and the only one of that thing and mm. uh, a data. And he escapes and uh, it's all fine again in the end. The only thing I really remember about this episode was a particularly cruel use of a phaser at the end when the woman who helps data escape... He's got is, a special disruptor phaser that really hurts. Yeah, when you, and it's well, it, it looks like it really hurts because it takes her about like what feels like a minute for her to be vaporized, probably only like four seconds. But it just I compared love to the normal just, how people get just instantly vaporized, and they never actually have any pain. It's just they're gone, you know. Or sometimes they do. But it's like, like what, what's this? It's phaser. Just a phaser. Yeah, but this one really, really hurts. hurts. This one's really fucking slow. It's the worst pain. And he does. He, he goes through and describes what, how it feels, doesn't he? It's quite a dark episode in mm. many respects. You know, just the idea of Data being in a sort of zoo mm. sort of thing. Sarek, now this is one of my favourites again, mm. because Sarek comes on board the Enterprise for some negotiations or something important generally and has to meld with Picard because he's got a Vulcan disease uh, that makes him lose control of his emotions. Yes. So for the duration of the negotiations, Picard has to handle Sarek's emotions telepathically through the meld. Yes. Some awesome acting from Patrick Stewart where we have the scene where he's acting out all the different emotions and thoughts that are coming to him from Sarek. Awesome episode, uh, acting from Mark Leonard as well. Yes. Um, who makes his first appearance as Sarek since Star Trek Four? at this point? Yeah, it'll have been Star Trek Four. Maybe no. No, it wasn't in five. It was in four and six. six. Yeah, but six was nineteen ninety one. That was made after this. All right. Um, Oh wait, yeah, this is uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a good one. Menage a Troy. uh, Best little Axana Troy episode. 
if By you've far. if you've seen the Picard song on YouTube, this is the bit. This one has the bit where he's singing all the love poetry to the view screen. Fantastic end scene, and the um, worth watching just for the end scene. Also worth watching for um, the. the <laughs> They beam Deanna Troy and Loaxana Troy out of their clothes. You thought that this would go on more often. That Now, this point has been raised on many occasions. Of course, that would go on more often. Yeah. Four o'clock in the morning, Riker can't sleep. He's done too, <laughs> mu- he's done too much coke and he's sort of pacing around a bit. Yeah. You, you know, Chief O'Brien, I don't know, Keiko hasn't been giving it to him lately... You think they just beam up just random actors into there? No, no, no. Just, just accidentally bringing back a, an all-female away team, and uh, whoops! Oh, I left your clothes. Thank God I didn't put it on the blow you up setting, though. Yeah, count yourself lucky. But so be a make Let's get you some more clothes setting as well. Make boobs bigger setting. You could have a make anything bigger or smaller. Yeah. Don't beam up your belly fat. You know that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? The the uses for the transporter, they don't think about that. No. They didn't really do a good job of thinking what technology would affect other things. They sort of did the whole, well, the transporter sort of works in the same way as the replicator, which sort of works in the same way as the holodeck. But no, you'd, they, they missed out lots of other cool stuff that would have been. What's this one then? Transfigurations. Dr. Crusher becomes attracted to an injured alien with mysterious powers who's been tracked down by his government like a wanted criminal. Now the uh, Crusher has a tragic patient episode. Yes, he he does Reiki. Yeah. Basically. Uh, you see what I mean, though? All of them fit. That, yeah, they're, they're all there. You pretty much, you've got your 26 episodes. That's it. That's it. I, you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, really, it doesn't get much bigger than the best of both worlds fantastic episode and now this was another one of those moments on BBC2 when we would lose the plot so to speak because the um, the end of this that was it they stopped for about five years on BBC they just didn't show anything after this Um, and for ages you were just left this is pre-internet um, so you didn't know that there was anything after it. No. Uh, the only thing that, only reason you knew is when the VHS is from CNC videos. Popped really? Up, and then you knew that, oh, right, there was actually more Star Trek. Fantastic. First cliffhanger ending, first two parts of Beyond Encounter at Farpoint. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Um, and just damn, damn good, really. This Return is of the Borg. Return of the Borg, Lacutus of Borg. A I scary Borg. episode as well. All the Borg stuff was scary, generally. And I always had that edge of just knowing they were there, just being reminded that the Borg existed ruined my day, Mm. to be honest. (laughs) And I don't know where that comes from. Ruined Picard's day. Oh, of course it did. In this Um, one, he's kidnapped by the Borg and assimilated. uh, Captain Shelby as well. Lieutenant Shelby. Lieutenant Shelby. Commander Shelby, isn't it? Commander Shelby. Yeah. Sort of like the ankle-biter female Riker. Yeah. You got the feeling you wanted to shag her, but couldn't. Beats her at poker, doesn't she? Does ah? Uh, she beats him at poker. Yeah, uh, she's she up just... early and she's away off the away team. Early bird gets the worm. And he used to get up early, but he's got comfy because yeah. he's an old man and he should be going to be a captain, but he won't. No, 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 not for many years. And then and you, you the admiral that really likes her as well. Mm. She's a feisty little one. Yep, but ultimately irritating. Yeah. 
in a early Riker days kind of way. <laughs> but yeah, we've got the return of the Borg cube and uh, the return of the Borg. And, and ever since Q Who, you were kind of waiting for this. And then... Well, this sort of thing had been promised too much beforehand, I think, because you had... What's it? Which episode was it with the little worm things where the guy's head exploded and they cut the... Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Those things never came back. No. Not at all. So why did we think the Borg were going to? Yeah. But if we just forget about them, they were a long, long way away. Yeah. We just didn't think. No. Nope. So it was, I'm glad that they did, but I never expected them to. It was so good, though. It, it was, was so good. It it's good? great news. I've got the soundtrack for Best of Both Worlds. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, under what situation in your life do you put something like that on to listen to? Walking to work. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have mainly film soundtrack on When you car. drive, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Especially when you put the theme tunes back to the future. Oh, or if you want to write a sci-fi, on. you know, yeah. then you put Star Trek music on. All that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think we've run out. Or should we pick an episode for the best one? Um, right, well, for me, it's between The Defector and Best of Both Worlds Part 1. Given that that's a bit difficult because Best of Both Worlds, it's- you kind of have to judge... As a whole. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's a two-parter. So, yeah. you see, I'm going to say... I'm going to go with the Defector. I'm going to say Sarek. Really? My favourite one. Just because it's a little less obvious. It's about the acting. It's about the performances from so the So the Defector and as well, really. I, I can still get Best of Both Worlds Part 2 in for Season 4. Yeah. I think you'd probably be well done with that for Season 4. Because I don't know what else was in Season 4. What did that end with? Uh, Redemption Part 1. Ah, there you go. Oh, actually, Redemption Part 1 is pretty cool. Redemption Part 2 is shit. I have to rewatch. Mm. Oh, you see how this is getting now? Yeah. I've watched all of Next Gen. Now I'm halfway through all of DS9. By the time I get there, I'm going to have to rewatch Next Gen. <laughs> this is a never-ending quest. <laughs> If we get Voyager thrown into the mix or original series, yeah. I'm fucked. You're screwed. I have to do other things. I can't just watch Star Trek. I've watched nine today, Mike. <laughs> I'm not joking. I've watched nine episodes of Deep Space Nine today. God, man. I and wish I didn't go to work. It's <sighs> it's not right. It's it's I don't know. Because it is work, but it's not. But it, it's like... I don't know. You can kind of like pass it off as research now that we did this show. That's what I'm saying it is, right? It's research it's for this research show. research for this show. Because this show's doing ever so well. Yes, it is. And I, I love doing this show. Yes, well, uh, you know, uh, any new listeners that we have out there, any new people to this podcast, um, welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Um, apologies again for the sound quality in the last two episodes. That is the exception rather than the rule. Hoping that this episode comes out well. Yeah, I'm assuming this one sounds good. Yeah, otherwise I think this does. is going to sound really crap if I'm talking about how good the audio quality is and it's not. Do you know partly why our audio quality is bad, Mike? Why is that? Because we need new microphones. That is, we do need new microphones. Because yeah. your microphone is held onto a microphone stand with a piece of duct tape. I'm almost looking up right now at the microphone because it's sort of slid down and as it's slid down, I've kind of moved myself down. Do you know what's worse up at the microphone? is that that's not even fresh duct tape tonight. That is second-hand pre-used duct tape. That is. That we used on Saturday for the movies you should it see is. recording. The solution to this problem, the solution that saves us all, we worked out if every listener gives us one pound, one pound, then we are sort of, we can go and get some fantastic new equipment. 
mm. and we can go and make some fantastic sounding podcasts. So if people, thank you to people who have already given us a pound mm-hmm. or, or even more. Cody Knox, you are exempt from this, by the yes, way. Yes, but don't, we're not asking Don't worry, Cody. Cody we are not asking you for anything. Um, Gee, I was looking up the price of those on Amazon. Don't even say it. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you go to uh, simplysyndicated.com slash make it so, there's a button on the right-hand side, low down the page, that says uh, donate any amount via PayPal. You go and click there and uh, give us a pound. That would be fantastic, and we'd be ever so appreciative of that. Absolutely. Thank you. Alternatively, go to Podcast Alley. Mm-hmm. Vote for us there. Go to Dig. Diggers on Dig. Um, actually, we have old episodes of Movies You Should See for sale in the store to download. And hey, you could you listen can... to Movies You Should See. Have you heard about this? If you haven't... It's the best movie podcast available in the world. That's quite a statement. Do you th- do you disagree with me? No, it's the absolute truth, but it's quite it, a statement. It's head and shoulders above the, the rest. Anyway... Movies you should see, um, which is the, uh, well, it's actually the flabs, the flab, the flab, the flab ship, ship show of, uh, of simply syndicated, of simply syndicated. And you can find that amongst others, including the definitive word, uh, weekend watches, or do you think that's just bollocks on the simply here feed? Simply syndicated.com slash simply here. Yeah. And there's an OS 10 widget. Check well. out the website, check out the forums. We have Make It So forums, lots of Star Trek talk going on there. If you want to talk to like-minded people who uh, also ponder these questions. And we'll get Alison back on the show as well. We had an email saying we should get Alison back on. I think it was actually get that girl back on. It's yeah. Nice to hear I'm, a girl talking So it was Alison. Yeah. That uh, was your when, girlfriend, by the way. It is. She's on Weekend Watches as well. Yes. And Movies, and movies you should you see. She's the cleverest one on there, which bothers me. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I've forgotten it now. I'll remember in the car on the way home and be ever so annoyed I didn't say it. Fantastic. I can't remember. It was something to do with Alison coming back on the show. Oh, yeah, when we do a season two of Deep Space Nine review sort of thing. Ah. That would probably be the best bet. Cool. Because uh, that email said it's unusual for women to like Star Trek, and I didn't think it was. It is. Do you know what we should set up? A dating site for Star Trek fans. <laughs> What? Yeah, on the basis that you have to have your login ID as a Star Trek character. You no, have to be no, a Star Trek everyone fan. Everyone would be Riker. It's all Star Trek fans. Yeah. Star Trek fan dating across the world. Good idea. Because I understand with Alison, it wasn't something I was looking for. It just so happened she liked Star Trek. Very mm. lucky there. And so if we can help other people find true love true and love Star Trek. True Star Trek. Then we're onto something. Yeah. Then we're making the world a better place. We are, yeah. Bringing people together. Because we talked about how Star Trek makes you cleverer. Yeah. If two people who love Star Trek have children, they'll be uber clever Mm -hmm. and will improve the world's IQ through Star Trek 